Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon. Han, yeah. Nitai and Hans back with something more. Wait, are we doing Hans again? I thought we were doing Hamsa. Hamsa. <laughs> Cut! <laughs> Cut. <laughs> uh, okay. You can, you can run the introduction. Okay. Say it again. So, something more. Episode... Yes. This would be five, five or six. six. I don't know. It will Something be, more. New episode. It it's going to be, be five. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be in the description. I think um, it's five. Yeah. And last week we left off mentioning uh, Guru. And we had said we would pick back up with that. I believe, like, why do we need them? What's and, the point? Uh, what's the point stuff? of them? How to tell if someone is a genuine guru or not? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that, and I guess I'll start off first, like last Let's time. Let's talk reading. about what a guru is, maybe first, just real yeah, quick. Yeah, I have a couple passages I wanted to read from that explains the science of self-realization okay. from Prabhupada, where he's talking about uh, gurus and like the qualities and the things that you're looking for. So I guess we could read that, okay. and then talk. There'll be a couple paragraphs here, but sure. okay. Um, this is an interview with a reporter from the London Times. I'm just going to read some of Prabhupada's uh, replies. I'm not going to read like the whole conversation. So, the desire for spiritual life is an absolutely natural hankering because we are spirit souls. <clears throat> we cannot be happy in the material atmosphere. If you take a fish out of the water, it cannot be happy on land. Similarly, if we are without spiritual consciousness, we can never be happy. Today, so many people are after scientific advancement and economic development, but they are not happy because these are not the actual goals of life. Many young people are realizing this, and they are rejecting the materialistic life and are trying to search for spiritual life. Actually, this is the proper search. Krishna consciousness or God consciousness um, is the proper goal of life. Unless you take to Krishna consciousness, you cannot be happy. That is a fact. Therefore, we invite everyone to study and understand this great movement. Okay, and then skipping ahead a little bit. Um, the reporter asks, how can a person tell he has a genuine guru? Srila Prabhupada in reply, yes, the genuine guru is God's rep... Oh, wait. Oh, okay, so then a disciple replies an answer. Uh, just find out the one who is most addicted to Krishna. He is genuine. So then Prabhupada answers, yes. The genuine guru is God's representative, and he speaks about God and nothing else. The genuine guru is he who has no interest in materialistic life. He is after God and only God. That is one of the tests of a genuine guru. Brahmanishtam. He is absorbed in the absolute truth. In the Mukunda or Mundaka Upanishad, it is stated, Shrotriyam Brahmanishtam. The genuine guru is well-versed in the scriptures and Vedic knowledge, and he is completely dependent on Brahman, or the Lord. He should know what Brahman, spirit, is, and how to become situated in Brahman. These signs are given in the Vedic literature. 
As I said before, the real guru is God's representative. He represents the Supreme Lord, just as a viceroy represents a king. The real guru will not manufacture anything. Everything he says is in accordance with the scripture and the previous acharyas. He will not give you a mantra and tell you that you will become God in six months. This is not a guru's business. A guru's business is to canvas everyone to become a devotee of God. That is the sum and substance of a real guru's business. Indeed, he has no other business. He tells whomever he sees, please become God conscious. If he canvasses somehow or other on behalf of God and tries to get everyone to become a devotee of God, he is a genuine guru. Reporter, what about a Christian priest? Srila Prabhupada, Christian, Mohammedan, Hindu, it doesn't matter. If he is simply speaking on behalf of God, he is a guru. Lord Jesus Christ, for instance, he canvassed people saying, just try to love God. Anyone, it doesn't matter who, whether Hindu, Muslim, Christian, is a guru if he convinces people to love God. That is the test. The guru never says, I am God, or I will make you God. The real guru says, I am a servant of God, and I will make you servants of God also. It doesn't matter how the guru is dressed. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, whoever can impart knowledge about Krishna is a spiritual master. A genuine spiritual master simply tries to get people to become devotees of Krishna or God. He has no other business. And what is a bad guru? Reporter. Oh, Prabhupada asked the reporter, what is a bad guru? Reporter, a bad guru just wants some money or fame. Srila Prabhupada, well, if he is bad, how can he become a guru? How can iron become gold? Actually, a guru cannot be bad. For if someone is bad, he cannot be a guru. Mm -hmm. You cannot say bad guru. That is a contradiction. What you, have, yeah, what you have to do is simply try to understand what a genuine guru is. The definition of a genuine guru is that he is simply talking about God. That is all. If he's talking about some other nonsense, then he is not a guru. A guru cannot be bad. There is no question of a bad guru, any more than a, real, than a red guru or a white guru. Guru means genuine guru. All we have to know is that the genuine guru is simply talking about God and trying to get people to become God's devotees. And there was one more there, but I will leave off with that. I think we can... There's a couple more. Uh, okay, I'll pick this one up in a little bit. He's talking about if you've been cheated by a false guru, then, you know, and it goes into that. So uh -huh. I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. Anyway, what's your take? Um... There. I was keeping track for some clips, maybe from beginning to nine minutes-ish. Uh, okay, so, um, I mean, I kind of explained it. I mean, he explained that that was a good explanation for what a guru is. is a spiritual guide or teacher. It doesn't mean there can't be false ones. Okay? It doesn't mean people can't pretend to be one, but they are not one if they're not doing that, um, if they're not guiding you, and if it's not truly coming from a place of loving God, and if they're misleading you with weird statements, like trying to make you think that they can make you all-powerful, mm -hmm. or that they already are, or whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> I think it plays into that discussion about, you know, people, you know, people have been betrayed, people have been hurt by different people. It's hard to want to trust a, 
another person to that extent mm -hmm. with like your spiritual life uh when you know you've trusted people with different things at different times and been betrayed in various ways i think it's easy to want to just get all the answers within which technically we are to some extent it's about remembering our eternal position remembering our real selves our spirit souls uh the trick is that when we try to just meditate within ourselves a lot of times what we're really doing is meditating upon our desires, meditating upon our emotions, meditating upon our thoughts. Um, and none of that is our real self. Mm -hmm. We could be, we could, and that's why the, I think that's why the going out for a guru, you know, like is a, if you reach out for somebody to help you decipher is your inner truth, really your inner truth, or like what you're, what you're thinking is your inner truth. Is that really what that is? Or is it, you know, uh, your, desire of one thing or another is it your desire for fame power is it your sexual desire like what is it you're actually listening to beyond that where that you th your thinking is deeper it may be a deep emotion or feeling or desire but it doesn't mean it's your truth mm. and i think you know you can have these people in your life that just encourage whatever you think it's like oh yeah great that sounds wonderful you know like these they don't question because the guru doesn't have to be only one person either. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. There is like, you know, oh, yeah. you can have like a professional guru, the, the guru, the, what are they called? Diksha, Diksha guru? and, and Shiksha. Shiksha guru, right? The, six, the Shiksha guru, Look I it up real is, quick because I get them mixed up sometimes. I do too. Diksha. I was about to say what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Um, so while you look that up, basically Diksha and Shiksha guru, what is the search function? one of them, you know, similar to Christianity or, you know, like how John the Baptist baptized Jesus so the seeking of the guru at least you know in our, in our tradition and taking initiation you could equate with you know uh your official you know baptizer i guess but um but then you know of course anyone in your life that's imparting some kind of wisdom to you excuse me because in the bhagavad gita i forget which verse and this is Another thing I need to work on is being able to pull them up. But uh, Krishna says that from me comes remembrance and forgetfulness. So if someone in your life, a, a complete stranger, whoever yeah, is, is imparting guru, some... Diksha Guru is the initiating spiritual master. It is Shiksha that is the these different... Like, you know, you can have a friend who is maybe helping you in a shiksha guru type way or like a relative or whomever that you are able to look up to someone you have that relationship with that can give you some guidance mm -hmm. and they don't have to be perfected beings that's the other thing because the truth is is that we are so mired in our own mind and thoughts and emotions that with it's sometimes especially if they're also on a spiritual path and they are enlightened enough to to you know try, they're trying to figure that out you can be in a similar place and still be one another's shiksha guru or whatever mm -hmm. in that way in the sense that like when you're looking at someone else's life it's easier not to be mired in all the nonsense mm -hmm. that it's easy for us to confuse ourselves with validate nonsense with all these that are create excuses yeah yeah yeah. And, yeah um and you're just you know creating yeah excuses for your behavior well if that other person is also trying to push themselves to that higher platform and they know you're trying to they can say i don't think that's what that is 
even if they're also struggling with their own thing because they're not in your brain, in your mind. We like to trust ourselves more than everybody else. Ourselves are sometimes the most duplicitous. Yeah. Our minds, I should say, are not our true selves. But our minds are false egos. All of those little facets, these desires, they very quickly control us in even just in fear. You know, fear Mm -hmm. controls us. Defense mechanisms. All our defense mechanisms, all of our conditional training can keep us from ever really getting in touch with our constitutional selves. And that's why mm. having gurus of various shiksha gurus and they tell eventually you a diksha guru. not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. The truth and help yeah. you to see where you're maybe failing yourself right now. And we all do it. And I think we need, we need that in our life. But the picking of who you're trusting with a guru, and it doesn't mean too, like sometimes a shiksha guru you may have for a few years and then realize like, I don't really need this person as my shiksha guru anymore. Like I've, I need another person. It doesn't have to be hateful. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I've ascended past them them or her or whatever. It's like, no, it's just... The relationship is Yeah, the relationship has changed now. And maybe you're, you know, looking for a little bit more deep than what they can give you at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the diksha guru is like the official, like the person you're like, wow, this person can like get me there. But they may not be able to be there for you day in and day out. And that's why the shiksha guru is so important. The people that you have that daily relationship with versus the diksha guru who you may see a few times a year or what communicate with ongoingly but it's not on a day-to-day and maybe it's not as nitty-gritty they're the ones helping you see your overall path the the arc you need to take and then the shiksha gurus help you along that path they help you you know really ascertain what it is within yourself that you want to connect with so on that note Mm. um what do they call again when you're in aa and you have that person that sponsor the sponsor right so I was driving this morning in the truck, and I was thinking about this episode, whatever you know, we were going to talk about, and I had, I had like this, you know, I was thinking about the different types of spiritual masters, and basically I found, you know, a little analogy popped into my head of like Alcoholics Anonymous, <clears throat> right? Because, you know, I, I, I'm listening to this lecture of Prabhupada. He's talking about the importance of seeking out a guru. And it hit me and I'm like, you know, there's a tendency to think I'm not ready yet for a guru because I'm just so, you know, I'm fallen. I know I'm not, you know. Again, those are excuses that your mind is making because you don't want to, you know, necessarily give up some of the things that you know you need to give up to take the next step. And so... I guess it hit me like, you know, finding that Diksha Guru, um, even if it's somebody that you maybe take your initiation from, you only see them a few times, get some instruction from them, it's not really about how much time you spend with that person, but seeking out the Guru, humbling yourself and approaching him and admitting you know, you, like I feel like you also need to be honest with yourself and with your Guru the things that you're struggling with, these are my hang-ups. Mm-hmm. And you come, and it's really the same thing as an addict, except, you know, in this case, we're all addicts of the material world. We're mm-hmm. strung out on sense enjoyment, and when we don't have sense enjoyment and we're experiencing suffering, what is that? That's withdrawals. We're having withdrawals from pleasure, which we continue to chase all the time throughout our whole life. You're chasing the next high, you're chasing the next... And it's inevitably followed by misery. And when you finally admit, I have a problem, 
I'm addicted to sense enjoyment. I have a problem, I'm addicted to the material world. Finding that guru and taking the initiation is, it really is, I guess, it really is like the first step in your spiritual journey because that's, you know, just like the 12 steps that we read before, admitting you have a problem. You have to admit that you have a problem and then seek help. The help does come from within. Uh -huh. You know, you have to have the moral, the, 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 the strength to even want to seek help. Yeah. But at the same time, where are you seeking help? From somebody else. Somebody who's more advanced than you. Somebody who can offer you something. So you go seek out your sponsor. You go to AA. Or you seek out your guru. And then your guru tells you the things. Just like your sponsor. Like hey, man. Like these are the things to like work on. These are the steps to take. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that really because is then when the you're attitude. Inner search, you, can, you can calibrate your inner search and be like, wait, these are my steps. I'm over here. I need to bring myself back. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, you're just there and you could be like, well, this is just what my you know, spirit is telling me. No, yeah. it's what yeah, your you, ego you is telling you. You could go your whole you. life it's thinking. It's what your mind is telling oh, you. It's what your thoughts and fears are telling you. It is not what yeah. your soul is telling you. But if you know these are the steps I need to take with, in order to get more in touch with my soul, and then you realize, wait a minute, I took this step and this step, and now I'm over here for some reason. Or now I'm way up here again. Just like, hey, you fall off the bandwagon. Okay, let me get back. Yep. Let me pull myself back. My thoughts are taking me somewhere I don't mm -hmm. need to be. This is not a beneficial thought process. Yeah. But if we try to figure it all on our own, we're not going to because yeah. we don't have enough time in this life to figure it out. Or you may own. not be in a strong enough place mentally, physically, yeah. emotionally. We've been too conditioned to do it all on yeah. our own. And so the, the Vedas, the wisdom, the knowledge has been passed down. And these gurus have studied it. And they're passing on eternal knowledge that came from the Lord himself, mm -hmm. not some sort of philosophy that they've concocted. kind of thought about and concocted and 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 they're like this will help you a little bit it's like no this like even, will help you all the yeah. bit even plato socrates aristotle as great as these people were, yeah, were it was still speculating it was, it was speculating and man they happened to be pretty close to the mark and that's why people are like wow they're they were so smart. deep but there were still they things are, they missed and they're intelligent amazingly yeah. intelligent people considering they weren't exposed yeah, to they were the vedic culture and they but they still miss stuff too they still, yeah. And they, they were extremely intelligent, speculative people who just sat around and speculated all day. That was like their job. Yeah. And they still missed the point. So people have a million and one things going on in their life and think they're going to speculate their way to victory. It ain't going to happen. What are you doing at the time of death? And that's really what Guru is there to tell you. Yeah. This is how we prepare for death. If you don't want to prepare for death, go about your business. But I'd like to prepare for death mm -hmm. because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And if there is something after death, it'd be nice to be prepared for it. As opposed yeah. to just going like, oh, it'll be fine. Or just everything ends after death. Everything around us is cyclical. Mm -hmm. The seasons, the trees, the way it decays becomes part of the earth. Kind of things come back, you know, like the, the, something falls the on the earth. Patterns, it, the weather patterns. The weather pattern. Yeah. All these things are so, like, you just see cycles everywhere. I mean, even women's cycles. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these things. Cycle, 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 cycle. But when you die, that's it forever. There's yeah, all yeah. these cycles in nature. It's like, no, it's an analogy. Like, you can see all the cycles, like the way the world, the universe, the way a planet it makes up part of the, you know, what solar, are the, system, solar system, and then the... solar systems make up galaxies, and galaxies make up the universe. Or I think yeah. that's the way it goes. I'm not sure. We keep star talking person, about it, but, but it, it all keeps repeating systems, throughout. All systems. Yeah. There's a system in place, and there's, there's cycles. It's all, it's all cyclical, it's not a linear situation. You know, yeah. no planets and that's why they say samsara, the you know, wheel of right. time, the wheel, wheel of, of birth, karma. death, and yeah. it goes around. This is interesting where we're talking about Diksha and Shiksha Ooh. Guru. May I interrupt real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought of something I, 
So Prabhupada in this lecture made a good point. He said, uh, he was talking about gurus and then also parents. And he's like, you bring this child into the world. If you don't train this child properly, uh -huh. like basically he, like it was really heavy and he would, you know, basically like what, you know, what are you doing? You're doing this person a great disservice, you know, it's, it's, yeah. um, and so he said at the, you know, at the same time, you're the child. If you have a parent, just because that person is your parent, if they're not providing you the things that you need, yeah. spiritually, materially, emotionally, that doesn't mean you have to like, res like, that doesn't mean you have to have this relationship with them just because they're your parent. No. And he said, in, the, in nature, snakes, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. Snakes, lions, uh, yeah. insects, they all have parents. So having a parent is something that you're like, yeah. you're just bound to have. But he said the one thing that you're not guaranteed to have in any form of life is guru mm -hmm. and Krishna. Mm -hmm. And in the human form of life, we actually get that. We actually are able to understand that. Whereas in the animal form of life, they don't. Yeah. Or at least, you know, maybe not in the same way we do the same intellectual capabilities. They are still conscious beings, but they're, the animal kingdom is under the modes of nature. So even if you take birth in the human form of life, you know, again, if you are not seeking out the guru mm. and you're not seeking out your relationship with God and you're just living animal animalistically, yeah. like you're way and, and, and if you're also raising your kids, you may be a good parent. And this is like a tough pill to swallow. You may be a, a great parent, loving Caring, well, excuse me, or spiritual. Those but are the thing is, options. exactly. Are like, what are you really doing, though? If you're if you're raising your kid and you're all loving and nice and kind, and you give them everything they you know need and want, yeah. But you don't prepare them spiritually, or you don't prepare them for the time of death. You don't prepare them for the you know some of these other things. Yeah. You're ultimately failing, failing them. them because when they go out into the world and stuff starts gonna, to get weird and murky and they don't know what the, what's the point of me even going to work just to pay bills and i like, don't mean that you have to make them believe in god no but you should encourage free thinking you should encourage them to ask the questions yeah. because at the end of the day if my kid comes to me down the road and says you know what i'm an atheist i don't believe in god i'm gonna respect that you want to go be a christian or a muslim hindu buddhist i don't care yeah i really don't what I do care about is, are you treating mind. other people yeah. decently? At the end of the day, that's really what I want. I would hope that they do have some spiritual aspirations because just from my own experience, and I don't want to push that on them, but I feel that there is, I mean, what else there's is something there. But I also want stuff. them what to make that decision. You death? You know, what leads it, with you at death? Your money, your bank account, no. your possessions, your car, your house. Your friends don't even come with you at death. So what's coming with you at death? Yourself. Yeah. I you mean, are really, going. And what does that mean? Because your body's not going. Your mind stays in your body. The brain starts to die off. What is leaving? The soul. The soul. And that is why spiritual practice of some kind, spiritual understanding of some kind is so important. Now, they, like you said, if they choose to reject it, that's on them at a certain point. You should give them those knowledges. But if they're, not, if like, they're not at least uh, discussing that with people in your life things like that you're not i mean shoot even just with friends you're not giving them the opportunity to at least have ex come in contact with the with the idea and then make their own decision because otherwise what you're doing is like keeping it for yourself 
Why? Because you're worried that they might think you're a weirdo? Because you're worried that they might think that it's outlandish? It's like, well, then get better at describing it. Mm-hmm. Get better, get more under, like understand better. That's what I've been doing. Educate yourself so you can yeah, better so you can actually pre- discuss it with discuss other people. It. Yeah. So you can present it in a way that gives it, uh, that actually gives it like the credibility it deserves. Because normally I find mm-hmm. that if people like, if I, if I, the more I read, the more I can explain it in a way that even if they don't necessarily like believe it, people are like, you can oh, logically that makes, present it. That makes some sense. I can see why that yeah. would be. You know, like it, it, it makes sense to them. Um, you were speaking so yes. real quick. I just wanted to make a little Star Wars insert here. Oh, sure. Uh, you talked about leaving the body and having spiritual practice. Mm. And it just reminded me of Star Wars. Yeah. Because, you know, the Jedi have this view that when you die, your energy leaves uh-huh. and it kind of merges with the force, oneness. the oneness, right? Like Which is Buddhism basically the, kind of the Buddhist sex. kind of Mayavadi impersonalist view of spirituality. Right. Which, according to the Vedic it's part teachings, of the it's, it's part of the truth. It's not wrong, Yeah. but it's also not the full picture. It's also not the ultimate goal, hopefully. Um, but then if you, look at, if you look at the people like Qui-Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, Yoda really is the perfect example because he was so in touch with himself, with his spiritual higher self, and Obi-Wan as well, they were able to keep their consciousness after death. They were able to still maintain individuality individuality after death. So that's really what the goal of the spiritual practice is, because if you don't practice it, and you do live a really good life, you're you're liable to maybe merge with the oneness and the, right. you know, but, but who that's, doesn't but, want to be an individual. Why exactly. You Why would you not want to retain Look at Yoda. He can now still maintain the relationships, the loving relationships with Obi-Wan, Anakin Skywalker, yeah. even Luke. Yeah. And I don't know that you maintain it quite in that way. No, 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 no. Of course. But it's just, people. it's interesting. Like, the similarities, you maintain your own, you maintain eternal, your own individuality. That, what already was before <clears throat> you had this body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not that be, yeah. there could be people in this life that, you also interact with in an eternal sense very much so that that does happen i think depending on the circumstances but i would like it to may also it not be it just but depends at the same time you know what i was thinking is. about it it's like if hmm yeah it's interesting so the story mammy was telling me mm. his grandma came over i won't like tell the the full story because that's like hers we should have her on and really record it it was so beautiful i was like literally crying i'm like oh my god but she had this dream and she was describing how in the dream she like kind of like you know i I told her afterwards i said this really reminded me of the story of narda mooney and how as a young boy he goes off in the forest Mm-hmm. And he like catches this glimpse of Krishna when he's meditating, and then it's gone. Yeah. And he's like, ah, you know. Yeah. And I was like, like to me as she's telling me the story, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. I was like, holy crap! Like, you know, she said, you know, oh, I was in a dream. I, I was sleeping. I was all worried and anxious about some stuff going on in my life, and then I had this amazing dream, and I saw Krishna before me, and she was describing him in such detail. I was like. Oh my God. And she, and one of the things she mentioned in there was how there was this sense of no past, present, or future. It was like mm. there was a sense of progression, 
but not in a linear sense of how we have here. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you just, like, wow. <laughs> um, really cool. But, yeah. Um, oh, and then she, uh, you know, she also, you know, since we're talking about guru, you know, she also was speaking about Bhakti Tirta Swami, and I mm. thought he would be someone that we could uh, touch on. Yeah, well, I mean, at some point we probably will. We're, we may even start putting what out time? some of his content. What are we at, 28? Yeah, we um, should wrap up in the next 10 okay. to 15 minutes if we can. Um, or, I mean, if we go a little longer, okay. it's okay, but we aim for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think with the Bhakti Tirta Swami stuff, we'll probably start getting more and more into that, as at least at some point, maybe by the end of the year at the latest, if yeah. not a lot sooner. This is talking about gurus here. When I researched the Diksha thing, this came up. Mm -hmm. um, I tried to skim through it a little bit because it's a decent amount, but I thought this was pretty relevant what we're talking about. So this is a conversation with someone, I'm not sure who the guest is, talking to Prabhupada. Um, so the guest is asking, are you knowing people that take Diksha from many gurus, meaning taking like full-on initiation mm -hmm. from more than one? Prabhupada says, no, Diksha guru is one. Mm. But Shiksha guru can be many. And then the person is asking, but suppose if Diksha Gurus are people, take one mantra from one Guru and then from another one. And Prabhupada says, then you have not selected Guru, you have selected some rascal. Mm. Guru cannot be different. Guru means one who knows the science of Krishna. Ye Krishna tattva veta se guru haya. Anyone who knows the science. So suppose if you want to become medical man, you must go to a qualified medical man to learn. And if you go to a pan, panwala, what he'll teach you? This is your mistake. Is that like the bread maker? No, Panwala. Uh, Pan I literally was listening to this oh, are you? lecture. Uh, Panwala, he's like the dude who rolls like handmade cigarettes. And oh. Like the little, yeah. Um, yeah. it's like a kind of gotcha. chew tobacco thing that you okay. shove in your mouth. So if you go to the tobacco seller, what, <laughs> what will he teach you? This is your mistake. Guru cannot be different. Guru is one, one who knows the science of Krishna. If he does not know, then he is not guru. Why should you go there? And then the person asked, well, how do we know that he knows about Krishna? Which is the pretty yeah, that's a good question. question. Prabhupada says, that requires your fortune and a little intelligence. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that intelligence is for the most fortunate person. Mm. That is not ordinary thing. But guru means who knows the science of Krishna. If you go to a bogus man, that is your misfortune. So this is the description of guru. Um, he, there's a Sanskrit that I'm going to mess up, so I'll skip over it. It doesn't matter, this is the translation, I believe. It doesn't matter whether he is a sannyasi, grihasta, or a brahmana, or sudra. It doesn't matter. If he knows the science of Krishna, then he remains guru. Meaning, it doesn't matter, you could, like, be talking to the janitor. You could be talking to, you know, your yeah. child's teacher. You could be talking to anybody. If they, know, if they know the science on a level beyond what you currently know, they can be like guru. Now this this doesn't mean more like shiksha guru. What I'm saying, like mm -hmm. beyond diksha. Well, but, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to talk about um, doo -doo -doo, where is it? Because there's a part that he actually kind of because right now he's kind of talking about how it'd be unfortunate to meet somebody, but there is a part where he actually says something about what to do about it. Like how do you like what how to deal with it? Um, okay, so one is. He, he's always engaged in Krishna consciousness. Like, you don't mm -hmm. find your guru out, you know, bowling at the one bar night, drinking, on the weekends. Like, on yeah, the weekend. yeah, yeah. Not to say, like, I mean, like, 
you yeah. can find somebody who's spiritually trying and might be doing that. But your guru, your diksha guru, is not out at the bar drinking. Yeah. Like, if he's out of the bar drinking even one night a week, yeah. even once a year, yeah, it's, then he's yeah, not he's, a guru because he's not always doing things relating to Krishna. He should be speaking for, about Krishna, doing acts for Krishna, doing... And this doesn't mean he's not doing things for people around him. He's not just sitting meditating. But it's all for bhakti. But even when he's doing for people heart, around Krishna him... Krishna in the heart. Yeah, he's, he's serving for, Krishna. He's serving you... In the hopes that by his service he will help you attain Krishna. Wow, that's, that's really deep. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the important thing because you can see that in people. If you're yeah. around somebody, especially if you're taking them on as a guru, yeah. or you're considering taking them on as a guru, you don't have to get initiated day one. You know, meet yeah. with them a few times. I see would them say a lot, if you get initiated with day one, that's, that's like meeting yeah. you know army I mean, dude, meet girl at bar, yeah. get married. Yeah. Like no, yeah. <laughs> you gotta like. See, see if yeah. it works. See if you can respect them on that level. See if they can give you what you need, and that will. But you also need to have some humility on though. that level. Yeah, you're not. You have to approach them. with humility you're not and submissiveness, them. You're but if they give you also that intelligence. Yeah, you're you're yeah. seeing if they're giving you the nourishment. You're you're humbly listening until they give you a reason to be like, whoa, I don't know. Until you find them at the bar drinking, or until like you know, until there's something that goes on, or they say something that's really like, wait a minute, like not 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 just that it's not what you want. Not to that hear. it pricks your ego, but that. But like maybe even something in Bhagavad Gita says like exact opposite. And then you should be able to ask like, well, you're saying this and it's saying this here. What is the, and then if they pull another, well, yes, in, you know, the circum, because somebody that I guess the way they respond to that right, would also that's indicate, very important. Like, are know, they telling you, well, that's because, well, or it's like, well, times have changed. Or is it because in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it does say the opposite. Yeah. And there's a reason that yeah. there's two different things are being said. And he explains yeah, that. Yeah, if he, he gets offended and like, how dare you question like, me? I'm your good. guru. Like, like, okay, then, then there you continue. Yeah. Um, and then at some point, if they've been nourishing your heart and soul enough that you feel like, okay, you know, this person really is, then you take mm -hmm. the Diksha Guru. Um, but then he says down here, we shall go to him. Why shall we go to a rascal? Simple directions. If you are misled, if you are cheated, whose fault it is? But if you want to be cheated, who can check? Even though somebody by mistake has gone to a rascal, the book is there. As soon as you find out, here's a rascal who does not know anything about Krishna, and I have come to him. Reject him. So that's the thing. It's like if you come across somebody who you're kind of listening to, and you might have even gotten a few, because sometimes there are little truths within, yeah. even within some nonsense. But then you get to a point where you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, what? No. And then you move on. You don't stay there because he's giving you a couple pieces that are useful. You're spending more time nonsense. sifting through the bullshit if to find the gems. It's a personality where like... he's just trying to be a cool guy, and then it yeah. turns out that he's just using you to serve him. Yeah. That is where the problem is. You should be seeing him serving Krishna and serving Krishna by serving you mm -hmm. to get you home to Krishna. And I think that's a really important. Um, and then he says, give up all rascals. Associate with sadhus, which is, you know, holy people. If you do not do that, that is your fault. Wow. We so have put, to mix with wow. sadhu. Sadhu means who are 24 hours engaged in Krishna's service. Things are there. Mm -hmm. Why should you mix with a sadhu? Ben, did it die? No, 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 not yet. Okay, yes, yeah, stop it. Why should you mix with Asadhu? Then how can you understand? Adal Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangha. If you have got little faith, then next business is to associate with sadhus. Mm. Wow. I, have, uh, I mean, it goes, this whole conversation is really cool, but yeah, go for it. I just wanted to read that because I thought that was important about the idea of like well how do you know and then of course you can't always know for certainty yeah. but how do you know and then what to do when you find out maybe that it's not the best person to be your guru so That's here important. reporter asks another question of Prabhupada
Have you ever had people come to you who had previously been involved with a fake guru? Prabhupada. Yes, there are many. Reporter. Were their spiritual lives in any way spoiled by the fake gurus? I feel like that's a good question. Srila yeah. uh, Prabhupada. No, they were genuinely seeking something spiritual, and that was their qualification. God is within everyone's heart, and mm -hmm. as soon as someone genuinely seeks him, he helps that person find a genuine guru. Reporter. Have the real gurus like yourself ever tried to put a stop to the false gurus? That is, put pressure on them to put them out of business, so to speak. Srila Prabhupada, no, that is not my purpose. I feel like that right there. If you meet somebody and they seem really genuine, but they also seem to be going about trying to squash other gurus, that's not, you know, that's not to say that you should never call out people who are maybe saying something outright just abhorrent but i feel Prabhupada was like i'm not going to waste my time with those people it's it's not worth my time and effort to try to sit there and stoop to their level right what are you, you know? going to do yeah You're, and there's still going to be people that want to blindly believe i mean look yeah. at the, what we're dealing with <clears> now <throat> people blindly believe all sorts of nonsense yeah. it's, there's no point in you stooping <laughs> to that level it's, there's some people you won't convince yeah and it's a waste of your time if it they're is, seeking yeah, you're, it you're, like you're saying these people are seeking that they found a fake guru Got out of it, found Prabhupada. They're yeah. seeking it. They're going to find the answer because they're yeah. looking. So, no, that is not my purpose. I stated my movement simply, or I started my movement simply by chanting Hare Krishna. I chanted in New York in a place called Tompkins Square Park. Excuse me. And soon people began to come to me. In this way, the Krishna consciousness movement gradually developed. Many accepted and many did not accept. Those who are fortunate have accepted. Reporter, don't you feel that people are suspicious because of their experience with fake gurus? If you went to a quack, quack dentist and he broke your tooth, you might be suspicious about going to another dentist. Srila mm -hmm. Prabhupada, yes. Naturally, if you are cheated, you become suspicious. But this does not mean that if you are cheated once, you will always be cheated. You should find someone genuine. So I think right there, another point before I continue was, when I read this, was that... Uh, Um, that's another trap. Oh yeah, that the one there was the old one. That's another trap that you could fall into. You get, you seek out a false guru, you get cheated, and then your mind could use that saying, see, seeking a guru was foolish. We don't need no guru. Um, they're all a bunch of hokey pokey, you know, quacks that just want to, you know, take advantage of me. F them. I don't need them. Who needs them? Yeah. Um, but then again, now you're hindering your own, you know, it's like the, the mental, mental health patient who refuses to take his meds and see yeah. a psychiatrist yeah. and thinks, no, I'm fine. They're the ones that are, right. you know, like, okay, you're, you're only damaging yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, but to come to Krishna consciousness, you must be either very fortunate or well aware of this science. One second before I cut, I'll, I'll forget. Yeah. Um, you were saying that, and it reminded me of what we talked about the other day, but I feel like it bears re-mentioning briefly. Mm -hmm. This idea of, you know, sometimes when somebody is, when, like, something happens to you that's maybe not great, or something is taken from you, or you you lose something you're attached to, mm -hmm. um, another reason for a guru is, just like with, like, addictive substances, mm -hmm. in the moment sometimes it feels like something's being done wrong to you. And it's like, how could God do this? Or how is this to be done yeah. to me? Why am I suffering this? 
like you know all these things can come up if you have someone you trust in that way they might be able to point out to you that the benefits there's going to be benefits just stick with it and then a couple weeks later or a month later or a year later you may look back and go wow if that hadn't happened i wouldn't be where i am today and i'm so happy i'm here but that big picture, these are people who, are, again, are not mired in your own mind. So number one, that's already they're a They're not attached. Because they're not to attached you. to your life in yeah. the way that you are. And that can be a detriment. Yeah, it really can. As long as they're loving and caring from the spiritual context and they're not mired in your own mind, even if they still have some of their own things they're grappling with, they will be able to help you see that there might be a reason for it that's going to, I'm going to be really grateful for down the line. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say yeah, that. Yeah, no, so that's very, very true. Kind of yeah. brought that back up for me, and I think that's really important to remember. Absolutely. Because that big picture is often missed by us. Yeah, and that's one of the things, actually, I was telling your grandma. <clears throat> like, I'm very grateful that we grew up the way we grew up because, you know, you know, as as anyone knows, in any religious organization, there are, you know, scandals and, you know, like, sexual abuse and all this other stuff but the one thing I find now as an adult looking back that I'm grateful for is that let's take Bhakti Tirtha Swami for example we grew up around you know him very often you know hearing him speak and you know be there at events and you know and he you know, even as a child, I remember him showing love and magnanimity to everyone in the community, regardless of, you know, whether or not they were devotees of Krishna, members of ISKCON, yeah. black, white, or in between. Yeah. Um, so he provided this real example of how to treat somebody. Mm-hmm. And because as kids, you know, we see the adults also revering and respecting him yeah. and him not abusing. And he wouldn't you know, let other people abuse each other when he'd find out about yeah, it. He'd and, in the room and say, what's going on? Like, yeah, is, and, and not that's not boxing. to say, and, and, you know, as I got older, you know, you start to hear, you know, in, in, in just... In the world. In, in, in you know, in many life. different places in ISKCON and other, you know, religious... There's always politics. Always. And so you start to hear things, but... What sticks with me is, you know, like exactly what you said, you know, these people may not be perfect. However, you have to leave that aside. If that person... Well, you're not perfect. Exactly. If that person is dedicating their whole entire life to preaching and spreading Krishna consciousness and, and they're really genuinely at the end of the day and as, as we, you know, witnessed him and his final days and like yeah and who are we to judge yeah like who are you know if you're gonna sit there and 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 look for those things that would be one of the ten offenses really is fault finding with people that are trying to dedicate you know their their lives and service like yeah you know uh you know referencing back to carl Jung and the shadow self and projection really what you're doing when you are fault finding with a yeah. devotee, especially an advanced devotee of, of God, regardless of religion, yeah. you're you're committing an offense against that person, against the good Lord, yeah. against your own self, because you know, you're you're focusing on those uh, another thing too, like they're just like again, the big picture is often missed and so you have to be careful like what is actually something that's not 
correct or not appropriate. Like that's why I said the books are there. So you go back yeah. and check the books. Not like, well, my mind doesn't like that, or my ego is attacked by that. So I'm going to disown this and this. Or I want to take this but bit like, because but, it supports something, right, I, something want, I want, but, but this, this bit, oh like, no, 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 we're not going to talk about that. You should be careful not to do that. And that's why you also have shiksha gurus. So you can check in with them too. Yeah. And then if this shiksha guru who you trusted and have led you through a lot, and then this diksha guru is both telling you this thing, and it's also in the book. All right, I got to let go of yeah. my ego. It's, it's yeah, me yeah. that's the problem. Versus like. If they don't all add up, then there might be another issue to look further into to see if you're being misled in any way. But not to just jump to this conspiracy theory every time you get your ego is confronted or, or assaulted. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I'm trying to get to but that because it's easy the, to, you know. The like, like, for instance, too, like there can be something that seems wrong. Like my AC unit. I don't know why, but if I've had it on heat, which the bipolar weather in Florida means it's, there's a, about a month or two where you kind of have to switch back and forth between heat and cool sometimes. So if I have it on heat. And I switch it to cooling, it will not switch back into AC mode. It doesn't do it. And I could assume it's broken. But what I realized is for whatever reason, if I go out and just turn the power off to the AC, like at the like box for like 20 minutes and then turn the power back on to completely reset it basically, then it's, the AC is fine. I just so it has seems to have some issue switching from heat to cool. I think but you imagine need an electrician. Yeah. You need a guru. No, but, <laughs> but my point of this is more that I've realized that the the like imagine if you're to put this in like, a, like an analogy type of way imagine if you're sitting in here and it's starting to get hot out and you know it's going to be hot today and i'm outside and i turn off the ac unit and that's all you know is going on you'd be like what the fuck we're we just gonna like die in here and sweat and whatever but then in 20 minutes i'm gonna go turn it back on and then the ac is gonna actually work really efficiently and we'll be cool and mm. it won't be a problem but if you only look at that 20 minute isolated situation and if you don't ask for clarification and get like, well, why is this bugging? What is going God, on? God, I was such a butthole. Yeah, I went yeah. over there, he turned off the AC, made <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you, like, <laughs> you, you, you don't know the whole thing. And so there could be things that seem like affronts or seem bad that aren't. And so you have to be careful about that. So you're not jumping to mm, conclusions. Yeah. Let me finish up sure, this. I totally... Um, We've got time. But to come to Krishna consciousness, you must be either very fortunate or well aware of this science. So I guess if you were unfortunately born into an unfortunate yeah. life with unfortunate luck, yeah. there is still good fortune for you in that you can pursue knowledge yeah. because knowledge will eventually lead you there. Yeah. So I guess even if you're born in a human form of life in the worst of conditions, the fact that you have intelligence is... Human life itself is so amount of good karma. Fortune, it's good fortune. fortune. Yeah, good fortune. From the Bhagavad Gita, we understand that the genuine seekers are very few. Manushyanam sahasreshu kaschidyatatisidhaye. Out of many millions of people, there may be only one who is interested in spiritual life. This is out of many millions of people, not many millions of forms of life. Right. Just people. Yes, people. Generally, people are interested in eating, sleeping, mating, defending. So how can we expect to find many followers? It is not difficult to notice that people have lost their spiritual interest. And almost all of those who are actually interested are being cheated by so-called spiritualists. Mm -hmm. You cannot judge a movement simply by the number of its followers. Damn. Hashtag, you cannot judge. <laughs> Srila Prabhupada, can you imagine if he was around to use social media? Oh like, my man. goodness. If one man is genuine, then the movement is successful. Uh -huh. It is not a question of quantity, but quality. Uh -huh. 
I wonder how, a reporter, I wonder how many people you might, or you think, might have been taken in by fake gurus. Srila Prabhupada. Practically everyone. Laughter. There is no question True. of counting. Everyone. Yeah, because we're all, like I said last week, we're all taking gurus in something. You may be taking a guru in, like, if you're looking up something on YouTube to see how to fix your car, you're taking on a shiksha guru to how to fix your you're car. You're exactly right. And then that's the other thing is that people are like, oh, you have, like, spiritual gurus? That's weird. It's like, no, literally all of us you have to take learn on from gurus somebody. constantly. Oh, your yeah. mother, your father, the your people teacher. that taught you this, your uncle, whomever taught you different things, they're all gurus of a kind they're all spiritual teachers yeah. or they're teachers or material teachers. material teachers yeah, but that's but what guru but then instructing but then the the well they're like a, a guru of a sort but then you know like so why would it be any different when you need spiritual that you would like a spiritual teacher that's just weird i'll just look within my own self what like you everything else you look somewhere else for Speaking of looking within oh, wow. your own self. No, that's very true, though. Like, <laughs> like you go to teacher for everything else, but you won't go to teacher for spiritual? Like, come on now. So here he says, oh, the reporter says, this would mean thousands of people, wouldn't it? Srila Prabhupada. Millions. Billions. Millions have been cheated because they want to be cheated. God is omniscient. He can understand your desires. He is within your heart. And if you want to be cheated, God sends you a cheater. Wow. Reporter, is it possible for everyone to attain the perfectional stage that you spoke of previously? Oh, Prabhupada, within a second. Anyone can attain perfection within a second, providing mm. he is willing. Mm. The difficulty is that no one is willing. Yeah. In the Bhagavad Gita, 1866, Krishna says, Sarva dharman parityaja, mamikam sharanam vraja. Simply surrender unto me. But who is going to surrender to God? Everyone says, oh, why should I surrender to God? I will be independent. If you simply surrender, it is a second business. That is all. But no one is willing, and that is the difficulty. Yeah. Reporter, when you say that lots of people want to be cheated, do you mean that lots of people want to carry on with their worldly pleasures, and at the same time, by chanting a mantra, or by holding a flower, or by doing yoga and posting it on Instagram, <laughs> achieve spiritual life as well? <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Is this what you mean by wanting to be cheated? Srila Prabhupada, yes. This is like a patient, after this, it'll be done this last bit. Yes, this is like a patient thinking, I shall continue with my disease, and at the same time, I shall become healthy. Mm. It is contradictory. The first requirement is that one becomes educated in spiritual life. Spiritual life is not something that one can understand by a few minutes talk or a YouTube video. <laughs> mm. There are many philosophy and theology books, but people are not interested in them. That is the difficulty. <clears throat> Because it's painful. It's the bitter truth that people don't want to swallow. For instance, the Srimad Bhagavatam is a very I long mean, work. material painful. Yeah. Well, but actually, it's somewhat kind of freeing. It is. When you, but it's like, it, it's, yeah. it's like doing drugs, like you said before. Yeah. Once you, once you break through the, the DTs and you get over the, you know, you're not yeah. jonesing anymore, now it becomes easy. But going through that... Yeah. That period where you got a detox, it's like yeah, torture. Like that's really why bad. people keep really getting crappy. addicted. Yep. They don't want, they can't, you know, I've spoken to a lot of got a heroin, detox. heroin users that come into the hospital and it's like, they don't even like doing it. They got a material They just, detox, they're man. like, I, I cannot handle detox. It is the worst experience of my life mm -hmm. and that's why I keep doing it. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. Every time I stop, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. I, I don't want to do it anymore, but I can't stop. Yeah. For instance, the Srimad Bhagavatam is a very long work. And if you try to read this book, it may take many days just to understand one line of it. Woo. 
The Bhagavatam describes God the absolute truth, but people are not interested. And if by chance someone becomes a little interested in spiritual life, he wants something immediate and cheap. Yep. Therefore, he is cheated. Actually, human life is meant for austerity and penance. Mm -hmm. That is the way of Vedic civilization. Mm -hmm. In Vedic times, they would train the boys as brahmacharis. No sex life was allowed at all, up to the age of 25. Where is that education now? A brahmachari is a student who lives a life of complete celibacy and obeys the commands of his guru at the school. Now schools and colleges are teaching sex from the very beginning, and 12 or 13-year-old boys and girls are having sex. How can they have a spiritual life? Spiritual life means voluntarily accepting some austerities for the sake of God-realization. Mm -hmm. That is why we insist on no illicit sex, meat-eating, gambling, or intoxication for our initiated students. Without these restrictions, any yoga meditation or so-called spiritual discipline cannot be genuine. It is simply a business deal between the cheaters and the cheated. Mm -hmm. Reporter, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Always. <laughs> awesome. Man. Okay. I think we can wrap up with that. I think that was good. We read a few proper sources and we Yeah. Discussed uh, I know bit. last week I had used the example of the gardener or the garden and the creeper and the mm -hmm. you know Yeah. To use that analogy and continue it on. The guru is the expert gardener that you hire to come in when it's just yeah. overwhelming, and he points out, "Ooh, you need to get rid of this bush, that bush, this bush, those bush. Those are going to just grow rampant. You're They're going to kill. Much. You're not yep. watering this enough. Exactly. Yeah. And so you come in, you hire the professional. He comes in, he gives you the advice. You can either take the advice or leave right. it. But if he tells you, "Hey, you need to watch that plant over there. That thing's." Yeah. invasive it's going to kill off your garden and you don't pull but it you out like that's you on might you like that one that plant for some reason and you're like no yeah. i'm gonna leave it and then it yeah. just overruns the whole yeah. thing and then you wonder what happened yeah or he's like oh don't water that plant so much but you're like well i i think it's fine i like watering it right it feels good i don't like watering so much i'm not gonna water it more it'll be fine and then it dies on you yeah. <laughs> and you're like wait what happened <laughs> um thank you everyone for listening oh. Share with a friend and yes. uh, like, subscribe, follow, all those things. Comment. Um, you can write to us at answersoflife at gmail.com yep. if for any reason you want to. Or Instagram. Or on Instagram. You can DM us. Um, yeah. Slide into a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Slide into our DMs. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. All right. Haribo. Haribo. Krishna.